time for the design element segment on Real World Gardener. We've been doing a series on non-general lines which have foliage colour and textural contrast, year-round interest, all of those things. And in the studio, of course, I've got Peter Nixon, garden designer, director of Philip uh, Paradisa's Garden Design. How are you today, Peter? Very well, Marion. Excellent. So, so far we've covered mixed shrub borders and climber shrubs. So everyone knows what are climber shrubs. But now we're going on to bright shade planting what is it what is that yes so uh, it's assumed that if you're for instance mixture of border all united then you have gloom underneath very gloomy and not only it would also be all most of the the um, medium the soil space would be taken up with root fiber because that's what's supporting your shrubs mm. so not only is the light level really low but also it's root-ridden. What are you going to grow in that, Marion? Not much. (laughs) (laughs) It seems. uh, However, there's a couple of things you can do just to raise the the light level at ground level. Uh, With that mixture-up border, some things take very easily to limbing up. Limbing up, which means water shoots and multi-stems you can still have a few, but don't have a profusion of them. So you're slimming down the number of stems that are supporting the canopy on your shrub. So this is, these are the shrubs that I'm talking about. Mm. So if you take away perhaps a third, that lets in a, an amazing amount of light because the corresponding canopy is also removed. And that means that at ground level, your light level is elevated. And that will keep all of these little ground dwellers alive rather than cast everything into, into the gloom, and that is very difficult. All right, so you're, you've, you've got the cicateurs or the head shears and you've gone chop, chop, chop along the bottom. Probably loppers, because loppers? you're cutting woody stems oh, uh, yeah. where they meet the main, the main trunks yep. uh, back to flush, so then it just heals over. Don't leave any stumps. Just take the whole branch off back to where it joins on the main stem. So you've raised the light level by doing that, and then... What are you going to do about the ground? <laughs> exactly. So uh, it's it probably been like that for a number of years, so mm-hmm. it's probably not very well populated. So you could put some planting there. Might might uh, decide on calanthe. C-A-L-A-N-T-H-E is a little ground orchid group. Sylvatica I've had quite success with in cool subtrops. It's a... Uh, it's a pleated leaf, not very tall, about 350. And in the early summer, it sends um, little short branches of flowers that uh, are uh, mid-purple, I guess, mm. amethyst colour. Very Quite attractive, no scent. Uh, but as a ground cover, if, the, if you're planting them close together, quite nice because it, it gives you weed suppression and also a textural leaf in a brighter green. So I'm assuming that it's pretty good with root competition. It'll just grow on the surface. Um, Though I I hasten to add, being a ground orchid needs to have, of that group, needs to have a bit of moisture though. So it wouldn't be good for dry shade. For dry shade, you would need to go to something like um, Philodendron Marshalliana. So those... Unlike all the climbing philodendrons, it's still an aroid, but the stems, the petioles are swollen to store all the goodies for the plant, or a lot of them, 
especially water, because it's evolved to a climate that might have no rain for months at a time. Right. So it's used to a bit of dry, and that's why Marshalliana is a good species for that dry shade location where you've successfully raised the light level. It's not growing in the gloom, but it's also it does have a lot of uh, competition from the root mesh that's already there, from the shrubs that are growing there over it. And is that going to be the same for other philodendrons, or is it this one specifically just the right thing? Well, quite a number of them actually do well in dry shade if the bright if the light level's not too low. So you need bright light. That's what I hasten to add. Okay. But also that this one just has the added advantage of that swollen peahole or the stem oh. to store water. So if we have a long period of no rain, no problem. Oh. And let's go back to you've got um, dry shade or sorry moist shade now. So well, that's the ca- the uh, Calanthe sylvatica. Uh. One with the little purple flowers that we're talking about. Then you might go to, um, say, some jasneriads, all of the cortex falling, uh, forming ones like Syningia. So think of African violet. It's a relative of those. And if you looked at the leaf, you could see the similarity. Mm. But unlike the African violet, it has this hard, like a small bowling ball, cortex. And that means that as the season changes and the soft foliage that it produces tends to dry off or something comes and browses it uh, then it's got all the resource inside this cortex to put up more when the springtime comes and all of them have really sci-fi foliage Uh, that um, Syningia bullata the reverse on the leaf is a flock white flocking that feels a bit like velvet yes Mm. Uh, it's bright white and the upper surface the sky facing surface is bright green so you get beautiful textural contrast that all of these would be very nice in a, in a pot as well and a lot of people have small containers where they're obliged to put them under the canopy of large trees because that's all they have for their step out space mm. so so long as it's bright light these will all grow there so back to the root zone which is cr- clustered with roots and everything could you just um, build it of say some few centimetres of mulch and plant syningia into that or would you need to do pots? They probably, well you could try either. Um, A lot of these are rock dwellers as well so they're not exactly lithophytic growing on the rock. They like to grow in crevices where there's uh, loose rock. Rock, A rock surface mostly because of the moisture that's attracted to it so that helps the plant survive. So there's a, mu- a multitude of different outcomes for syningia. You could have them in small pots, so long as the, it's bright light. You could have them as ground cover beneath mixed shrubs, so long as you limb up to make sure that the light level doesn't go gloom. Uh, or you could... What was the third use? We could use them... Pots. Oh, no, I said pots. Yeah. Well, that, well, those two. Those yeah. two. That, I think those outcomes are pretty good. Uh, so there's canescens and... Uh, Cardinalis, aside from Bullata, they all have a, a variation of a similar looking flower, d- different shapes, but it's usually a scarlet red. Right. Yes, and and they are typical Syningia flower. 
It doesn't look anything like an African violet flower, sort of. It's got a long tube and then yeah, it's got Yeah, no, a, the, the inflow is quite different from yeah. an African flower. But the, when you look at the leaf, you think, mm. oh, yes, it's a soft, felty kind of leaf. It's a bit like a, an African violet. Yes. I can see the similarity. Indeed, indeed. I thought we'd like to – I'd like to mention Cryptostephanus vansonii because I've never heard of that before. Yeah, what a mouthful, oh, isn't yeah. it? Um, it's a clivia relative, Cryptostephanus vansonii. And that grows in a very similar, uh, as I say, with all these, bright light. Maybe, maybe some morning sun, but not so much that it will burn. Wouldn't like to grow in the hot sun. And that's very useful in dry shade. So getting back to those underneath the, the mixture-up border where the canopy is all united, but you've limbed up, so you've let more light in. Cryptostephanus vansonii with little pink flowers that looks like a loose hyacinth come on short stems, usually just after the clavias are finished. So September, October, October into early part of November, I guess. And it's a very slow flowering sequence. So the little little flowers tend to last quite a long time. So they'll be on there for a few weeks. Right. And possibly make good flowers for indoors? You could bring them in if they were in a pot. As cut flowers, not so much because it's only a very short stem. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't be much useful. Well, there we have it. That's bright shade planting, non-general lines, things you're going to have to go onto the internet and seek out because you can get them online or look out for the plant fairs that come around. Exactly. Indeed. Once again, Peter, it's been wonderful chatting with you. Thanks, Marion. <laughs>